0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. We also talk about fun things that are happening and good things in our community, and I'm glad that you have made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and as you probably know if you've listened to our show before, we are looking to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us active, get us going out there and doing something. Uh, Because there's a lot of wonderful things to do, especially now that we're out of COVID and we start seeing events happen again. It's time to get reengaged and it's time to get back to community and, and what that means. And to celebrate community is one of my most favorite community partners is Tabitha Montgomery. She's the executive director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association and they are celebrating their tenth year of doing. Well, I shouldn't say tenth year; it's the tenth annual because you might have taken time off in between, um, or did you? We did take one year. Actually, we didn't. We just modified okay. it. Okay, yep. so ten years of celebrating bands and great food. <laughs> On the porch. (laughs) Don't you love porches? I mean, it's one of my favorite thing in the world is porches. And uh, my porch isn't quite big enough, and so I'm making plans to make a bigger porch. But I'm utilizing it better. Yeah. I've always wanted a
1: front porch, but I don't have one.
0: I love porches. So there are four porches? There's three porches. Three three porches.
1: And there will be 14 amazing bands that's jamming out. It's going to be an amazing outdoor block party, music festival, food festival, all the things.
0: And this started. Tell me about how it first came up with an idea of like, hey, we've got a porch. Let's you know have a band. It wasn't
1: ours, Lori. (laughs) That's the cool thing. It wasn't ours. I just always love an opportunity to give a shout out to Nicole Duxbury and Erin Bloom, two local artists and community members who had the vision and the you know the creativity and the will to bring Porch Fest to life. So. Um, those persons are still in some ways connected to community. Nicole very much so, as she's a board member now for the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, but probably six, seven years ago ish, um, she reached out to the Neighborhood Association to see if we would be able and interested and willing to kind of help be its fiscal sponsor to keep it going. And so we said yes, absolutely because we knew it was a beloved event. And so every year it just feels like it keeps growing and growing and growing. So there's three stages. It starts from at, so let's just back September up. September 7th. So September 17th. Next Saturday. Next Saturday from 4 to 10 p.m. um, People should come out to South Minneapolis along 17th Avenue. It's free, open to the public, and it goes from 4 4 o'clock to 10 10 o'clock. And there's three stages, and you'll hear a wide array of musicians, local musicians um, across a variety of genres from hip hop to um, modern American swing to jazz to folk, indie, rock. It's just amazing. It's just an amazing
0: collection of of musical artists. Just like have, you have a lot of food trucks where you you can pick your your cuisine that you like, there's not going to be a music that won't be there that you won't like. I mean, you will like some music. Even if you're kind of a picky music taker. I
1: would agree. There is going to be music for you, and but that's the cool thing because it's you can wander around, you can explore the different stages, right? Uh You don't have to stay put in one stage.
0: It's all free flowing and open. And for those of us that love all kinds of music, all kinds of music, this is like like you know heaven. It's a palooza. It's a music It's
1: a music explosion. It's a music explosion in South Minneapolis that we just so happen to be so grateful to be connected to through the amazing artists and the lineups um, that folks will hear. And the other cool thing that we get to do is partner with curators. So we don't select the bands, Lori, like we partner with other artists uh-huh. who become our porch curators. So shout out to Carlos. Carlos Lombay and Michael Brooks and CeCe Bella, who are this year's event curators. They're musicians in their own right, and so it just works really beautiful because they all are connected to different folks in community, different types of musicians in our community, and so I think that they've pulled together an amazing lineup.
0: Do they have, you know thematic goals? Or do they just you know, listen for the music that they think is going to resonate the best in the community and, and whatnot?
1: I think that's a great question. I would say from my experience, they don't necessarily have a thematic goal outside of uh, being eclectic in the sense of we recognize that there's so much amazing music. Out here that our core goal is that we're always trying to introduce people to new artists, new sounds, Mm -hmm. um, old sounds, right? traditional (laughs) sounds, like in one space. So it's not just uh, about traditional uh, musical artists or um, sounds that people are a little bit more accustomed to hearing, like popular rock type of thing but it's a it's a blend. And so I think that that's what really guides the curators generally in their selections is what can they do to make their stage not just the most memorable, but the most eclectic.
0: Is it the same porches every year?
1: Not always, but we have been so fortunate that there are... A couple that have been with us since the very beginning oh. and I think that in some ways um, it speaks to just how beloved the event is on the block by these these residents who really come together to say yes you can take over three city blocks and you know uh, bring all this energy and all this this sound right this melodic sound um, into our front yards and our backyards over this period of time and so it's it's one of those things where they just always keep raising their hand to come back so two out of the three Stages. We used to have four stages, but two out of the three stages have been with us since the beginning.
0: So there is essentially a porch per block. Um, there's
1: actually <laughs> ish, right? So there's two, as it turns out, within the 3200 block. So guys, it's between 3200 to 3400. Um, the, the streets in South in South Minneapolis along 17th Avenue. So from the 3200 block to the 3400 block, and there actually are two. Um, stages with between the thirty two hundred to thirty three hundred block. Right, okay. all of this information can be found on um, our association's website at uh, ppna. Um, dot org backslash porch fest. So, um, there's a lot more details. A lot of shout out to all the food vendors that will be there with us this year. Um, so, lots to check out.
0: So, I'm trying to completely picture this in my mind. Yes, I've I've shown up, and the streets have been blocked off, so I can go anywhere in the streets. The homes have been open for a porch band. Yes. And I can just like go sit on their lawn. You can sit on their lawn. You can sit in the street. And just kind of hang out in those open areas. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to music and then I smell something delicious. That's right. And just down the block, I see uh, all kinds of different food trucks. That's right. And I think, well, I want to listen to this music, but I'm just going to quickly go pick up that taco that looks so good and then I'm going to come back.
1: That's right. And uh, on top of all of that amazingness, we also have two beer gardens this year uh-huh. sponsored by Reverie Cafe um, in, in, which is a local business in uh-huh. the Powderhorn community and it's just a wonderful partner and so those will be at both ends. They will bookend the blocks that are blocked off. So one will be close to 32nd and one will be close to 34th. So if you want to do
0: beer tasting, exactly. you can go to both both, and then do, doing that beer tasting, you're going to be able to take in all the music along with it. All
1: way. the music, because they'll be very in close proximity to at least one of the stages, and our friends over at East Lake Brewery, which is located in the Midtown Global Market, is going to be providing all of the beer. Oh. So, again, hyper-local event, um, amazing business partners, amazing musical partners. Um, it's going to be a great time, and again, so from 4 to 10, um, open to all ages. It's a really great family event. Bring a um lawn chair, bring a blanket, um, plan to stay the
0: entire time or plan to just
1: stay a couple of hours. Either way, it all works. When people
0: have gone and and said something about it afterwards and said, this is how I would describe it. What would you say that the the local and the folks coming out from all over Minnesota that you know have heard about this and love this and and follow maybe a band and know that they're going to be there? What did they say about it?
1: I'm actually, it's funny that you say that, but I'm going to read a quote from one of the um, community members. So, And this
0: was not pre-planned.
1: This is not, this <laughs> is what's crazy. So she says, I love Porch Fest the way that I love open streets. It makes our neighborhoods into, it turns our uh, neighborhoods into places we enjoy rather than that territory we cross through to get from point A to B. Porch Fest animates, enlivens, and enriches our everyday places and reminds me why I love Minnesota. Oh. You know, so those are the types of uh, comments that we often get in terms of some people just stumble up upon it. Like they begin to hear music. They they were driving around in the community for whatever reason. And then they stumble upon like what seems to be this beautifully well-kept but not kept secret. Little magic, <laughs> this, this,
0: this little magical place. A little
1: pop of magic where uh-huh. all of this music is happening, all of this delight is happening. And then there's other people who just plan. Um, this is a part of their summer experience now that we're really late summer into early fall experience. I mean, it's one of those things that I think that people are just like, like what brings community together are the the way that we activate space the way that we say this is our space together that's just not your porch that's not just your lawn that's not just um a city block this is space for us to reclaim as a way for how we show each other that we care about being in community together, right? Because this is a really a community-centered event. And how else can you share demonstrate that you care about community is being in community. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. just really coming outside of your own, your doors or breaking your typical routine and being willing to rub elbows with about 3,000 or 5,000 other people over this 5 blo- five-hour block of time.
0: What I love—it's going to sound crazy when we bring up—but I, I watched a BBC special uh, last week, and it was talking about streets and how COVID changed our use of streets. Mm-hmm. That we then we might not be able to go inside, but we could be outside together. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the streets in the cities became just flourishing of of people loving, just as you said, taking it away as being a thoroughfare. Yep, and owning it. In a different way, that that became part of owning the experience of being in the city. Yeah, and and people may change. They we may start seeing more and more streets getting taken over.
1: I think so, especially when we think about why I think here, especially in the Midwest, in Minnesota, that we take full advantage of the spring and summer months because of sometimes the harsh realities of what's um ahead no of one us can use the in, it's right okay <laughs> in a few months right? right because so so spring and summer and even fall tend to be very precious very precious windows of time to say i'm never going to see my neighbor you know between december and about early march because mm-hmm. it's still like uh pitched black right. at about 3 p.m. Yeah. right 4 p.m. um but during the spring and summer months you're really always looking for what can i do how can i be out and about what's happening what's going on and so I think that there's always a like a, we almost over index and in cool things to do <laughs> certainly in I think the Twin Cities and of course across the state so I think we love just as an association that's one of our pillars is about fostering connection and supporting connection and how we do that one way that we do that is through hosting magical events we hope like the art fair that was just a couple of weeks ago in Powderhorn Park but this is different, right, because just like the art fair, what I would really want to name is that the association itself did not, you know, birth these things. We, d- we weren't the author of them. It, it was originated from folks in community having the vision, having the will um, to say, you know what, I can do that. I can serve our community in this way. And then u- ultimately what we do is come alongside these folks to make sure that they, um, these rich experience experiences can be maintained uh, because we have some staff capacity to allow
0: that to happen we're also going to be hosting some more friends of yours mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. porch talk. Yep. We're, we're kind of having our own little porch talk on radio. Yep. Um, so, share with us who will be joining us in the next segment, Jose. Yeah, so so Jose
1: is a, a member of the Red Hot Jingle Peppers, which is one of the bands that will be on the our what we call stage one. So Carlos Lombay Morales is the curator of that particular stage. And so we're going to hear a little bit from Jose about how long have they been together? How long have they been playing music together? What and how would he describe his sound?
0: And what do they aim to say through their music, so to speak? Um, so, so now we're going from looking at the, the event <laughs> yep. and, and experience and uh, sort of imagining our experience. We're now going to listen to a band member. So stay with us. We'll be right back after Just a couple announcements to support the good work of AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning. And welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And we also talk about community activities that get us out there and doing incredibly fun things. And I always love to have our friend Tabitha Montgomery, who is the Executive Director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association. And that's PPNA. And I'm saying this so that you know (laughs) there. Why did she just say that? She's saying it because there's your website that has everything in it. All the details. P-P-N-A dot. O-R-G. O-R-G. Yep. It's not a com. It's an org. It's not a com. Remember that. Uh, So we're promoting and talking and having fun uh, sharing about the Porch Fest September 17th.
1: Yes. So we're excited and we're lucky to have with us next, as we were saying at the end of the prior segment, um, one of the I'm hoping the band leaders or the members of the band who will be gracing one of the stages next Saturday, again, Saturday, September 17th, between 4 to 10 p.m., along 17th Avenue in South Minneapolis between the 32nd and 3,400 blocks. Jose um, will be with the Red Hot Django Pepper. So we are super excited to welcome him with us this morning to talk a little bit more about kind of his music, his fellow bandmates, um, and just how they got started. So welcome, Jose. So glad to have you with us.
2: Good morning, guys. Uh, Thank you for the invite.
1: Oh, thank you so much for making the time. So listen, we've never met. Full disclosure, <laughs> but I'm excited just to have you on. Um, Lori's Show, who is just a, an amazing community partner and supporter of, our, supporter of ours. So I'm hoping what you wouldn't mind doing is just share a little bit first about kind of the music styles of Red Hot Jangle Peppers. What can people expect from um, how you guys approach music? And then a little bit about how you guys came together.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh You know, we played the music in the style of uh, Jango Reinhardt. He was a French uh, guitar player, you know, from Romani, descendant. Um, And what makes his music so great is that he had an accident at the age of 18 where he burned his hand so severely in a caravan fire that uh, he was pretty much able to use two of his uh, left fingers. So he had to relearn how to play the guitar again. And he came up with this mesmerizing music that uh, we try to emulate as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what we like, you know. That's why we play his music, because his legacy is so great. And his music is so interesting, you know, that uh, everyone loves
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's such a, a wonderful reason to come together in music in terms of honoring a person and their style and their endurance, right, in terms of how they approach music. So, so how did you meet your curr- the, current, uh, the other members of uh, the Red Hot Django Peppers?
2: Yeah, you know, I came to a music shop. I took one of my sons to uh, listen, uh, music lesson, and I just, you know, happened to grab a guitar and start, like, you know, playing by myself. And uh, one of the teachers came to me and, you know, my friend Ryan, and he was like, oh, you play the style of Django Reinhardt. I'm like, yeah, sure. And he said, you know, I just moved from Arizona. I do, too. And we start jamming together. And, you know, we liked each other. And I said, hey, listen, you know, I read a Craigslist ad about a violin player who <laughs> wants to play this music. Oh, wow. And which happens to be Danny, you know, my, my friend, too. And when we met together, he was like, Oh, hey, listen, you know, I have a bass player who plays this music. <laughs> so it just happened, you know, it is just uh, it was meant to be.
0: And I love, uh, this is Laurie, and I love when you were telling me this story a little earlier, how you all just like really like each other. I mean, it just it just came together. It wasn't a force fit. It was just like one person adding to the next. And, oh Yeah, I can invite someone and I can. And it was just this sort of emergence of this incredible music that you all are passionate about and that you all just really just like each
1: other. But what I love, too, is just like you. this is so common with musicians. Like musicians want to play. Right, yep. Jose? Like you guys. Got- <laughs> Like, if you love music, you just find a way, right? Like, how water finds a way. So, I love that. So, tell us a little bit, have you guys started thinking about um, what your um, slate of songs will be at Porch, Facts,
2: Porch Fest next Saturday? Yeah, we're going to be playing some standards, you know. Um, mostly, many of the tunes are, you know, Django's uh, tunes that he wrote. Uh, but the one, you know, that is going to be the the one is uh New watches. It is kind of a song that is a staple from him and that's uh, one of the only songs that appear on the real book which is you know like a musician's jazz Bible. Uh, which is like a beautiful song, you know, from the thirties. It was written while the World War Two. So it was it was like a like a hymn from, from for, for the French people. So um but you know there's gonna be really good jazz tunes, you know, uh, up-tempo, mid-tempo, slower tempos like this one, and I think people are going to enjoy it a lot.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And I do want to tell everybody that if you guys are just even slightly, right, curious, like, oh, how how is this going to unfold, let me just tell you that you should definitely plan to get there early because Jose and the Red Hot Jingle Peppers will be taking the stage sharply at 4 p.m. So they're going to be first up on stage one, which is at 3201 17th Avenue South. So they will be playing from 4 p.m. to 445 p.m. So you guys definitely want to set your calendars by that. Jose, I mean, you have such a this w- beautiful way of describing, I think, this appreciation for um, Mr. Reinhardt and what he did in the musical world and sphere. So what do you think that from being a local artist, are you guys hoping to, how, how do you hope to continue his legacy, if you will, by playing his music?
2: Yeah, you know, playing his music, you know, keeping his his, his legacy alive is, is reaching out to new people who never have listened to this style before. Um, he was such a, an inspiration for many guitar players, you know, like B.B. Uh, King. and I mean, like the great, famous guitar players at some point in their careers have uh, listened to Django Reinhardt. So many people in the States do not know what, you know, hot club jazz is. And it's kind of cool because, you know, we use these, like, very funny-shaped guitars, and that's the first thing people catch their eye to. You know, it's like, oh, such an interesting guitar, the sound is so much different from American guitars. But when they are played in the right context, they sound just beautiful. So we want to reach out to new people so they know who Django Reinhardt was. Because even though he had passed away... There are many new artists and and old artists that keep on playing his music, and it is just an amazing, you know, uh, the amount of people who who play this music. Jose,
0: I just have one follow up question for you on that. How did you hear first about Django? What what did who introduced you, or how were you introduced to his music?
2: Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I was taking uh, jazz lessons, um, and uh, I was. You know, going through YouTube, for some reason, you know, this video pops in my feed. And I go curious about it, I start looking at this music, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is this? This is so beautiful, interesting. <laughs> and the first thing I thought, you know, all oh, the guitars are so funny, you know, this little hole, They are called petite, uh voucher guitars. And then I came to my, to my uh, teacher, and, you know, I'm like, I'm interested in learning this style. And all of a sudden, you know, I got immersed in in this style, which is uh, a little bit different than American jazz. And that's how I fell in love with it. And I've been trying to emulate the sound ever since.
1: That's so cool. I mean, I think that, you know, we all are in, like, just in community, there's something that inspires us, right? And I think artists are so great at, you know, um, helping us to understand how important it is to look for things that inspire you, for you to then continue to inspire others. Like even what you're doing through um, sharing um, Reinhardt's music, through um, the stylings um, that the Red Hot Jingle Peppers will um, have have fully embraced. So, what does in when you think about? Because this is going to be your first time playing at Porch Fest, right, Jose?
2: Yes, that is correct, ma'am.
1: So are you excited about playing at, like, an an outdoor block party (laughs) that will bring about, hopefully, anywhere between 3,000 to 5,000 people out?
2: I mean, it's always exciting to play in front of people, you know. It's just uh, the first time, always the opportunity, as I said, you know, to reach to new people about, you know, this kind of music so they can... Even though if they don't listen to us, you know, they can go and Google and find this cool music everywhere. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, we are so excited. You know, we cannot wait to, to be there.
0: Well, I'm very much looking forward to hearing your music. And And yes, there's thousands of people there, but... You're going to be on someone's porch. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> you have, right. you have so both cool. the intimate of being like at home and playing on the on the porch, which is goes for centuries of of liking to play music on someone's porch, and you just get to now share it with a lot more people that that are hanging out at the porch as well.
1: Yeah, our porches are
0: premier stages. <laughs> I know, I know, but I still like porch fest. Okay, Absolutely. I still love that premier idea. stages. Yeah, yes. okay, okay. The premier stages just have happen to be next to a porch (laughs) in the front of the house. That's right. And it will be elegant and delightful. So with that, thank you so much, Jose, for joining us today and telling us about your music and and the experience and having us get excited about your performance next week. And again, that September 17th, a week from today, uh, starts at four o'clock, goes till when? 10 o'clock. Wow. Six hours of great food and great music. Great food and great music. And we'll be right back. We're going to have the opportunity to talk with one of the sponsors. Yes, uh, from Smart North, and it's Teo Daniels, and Teo's waiting to to join us to share about both his sponsorship as well as a program that he's doing that's really interesting. So stay with Super us. Super cool. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas as well as great things to do. And today we're talking about both ideas and great things to do. Our ideas are all about how to enrich community and how to celebrate community. And the things to do is Porch Fest.
1: Yes, coming up.
0: Musical bands, amazing bands. Next week, Powderhorn Park area.
1: Area. It's in the Powderhorn Park neighborhood off of 17th Avenue between 32nd and 34th Street. A uh, one big outdoor block party music festival slash food truck rallies slash community gatherings slash you're going to have
0: an amazing time. Four o'clock to ten o'clock, and this isn't like oh a couple of nice bands. It's not just a couple of nice bands. We have premier stage, premier don't stages. let the porch. Do not
1: let the porch fool you. <laughs> we have three premier stages. That happens to be the front porches of people's homes. Thank you. Okay. Um, And just an amazing and beautiful community-centered event with, like, literally amazing artists um, that you likely will have heard around town already that have their own followings that are just... um, just f- phenomenal in their own right. And so we have 14 different bands. We've been able to partner with three different curators who are artists themselves, who have curated these amazing eclectic lineups for people to enjoy. It kicks off at 4 p.m. So it's really an open invitation to everyone who loves music, who loves community, who loves being
0: inspired and connected to something different. And our, our ho- you have brought some wonderful guests Yes, And we're sort of celebrating Porch Fest in our own way. This is sort of a mini Porch Fest yeah. uh, before the Porch yes. Fest begins. And we have a delightful host that you have invited who is a sponsor yes. for the event.
1: Yes, Tayo Daniels is a, a new community partner who has been working diligently on an emerging nonprofit called Smart North all about Ah, uh, bridging and or dismantling the digital divide across the state of Minnesota, and so they are an uh, uh, an elite <laughs> uh, sponsor for our event this year, and we're super excited to bring Teo into the conversation because he's up to a lot of cool things. But you know, Porch Fest, being a free and open to the public event, couldn't happen, could not happen, is not possible without sponsors and those who donate to ensure its success. So, Teo, thank you for that. Thank you for your partnership, and welcome to Lori's Connections Radio.
0: With my hello, co-host, hello. Tabatha. <laughs> <laughs> Tabatha. Sorry, Teos. Welcome.
3: Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing?
0: We're having fun. We always have fun. We always have fun. I love having ta- Tabatha here, and I love hearing about all the good things that are happening um, in the Powderhorn Park community. And I also wanted to mention PPNA is the Powderhorn Park uh, Neighborhood, Neighborhood Association dot com dot org, org, org. 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 <laughs> um, and you'll get more information there. Teo, I have looked at your website and am very impressed with the work that you're doing. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, the, what's most important is the emerging nonprofit and your mission centers on reducing the digital divide across the state. And I loved when it put, we believe that in the post-pandemic and the George Floyd world, digital equity will become either a great equalizer or a great divider for Minnesota's most marginalized communities. Smart Smart North's mission is to drive digital equality and transform livability in Minnesota. Tell me about that.
3: Yes, um, you know, technology right now is becoming more and more prevalent in our lives every day, and we can see that, there's evidence of that. And we believe that the pandemic proved that. And right now, more than ever, we need community to come together. So events like the Porch Fest, Um, It's a wonderful opportunity for us to get our message across. You know, how can we use technology for us? You know, um, a lot of people don't realize that no matter what you do in life right now, technology affects you. So we just want to make sure that we're using that to our advantage. We're using that to bring people together. We're using that to promote diversity. We're using that to spread equity and livability um, through all um, people.
0: And how did you decide to choose to support Fort Chess this year?
3: it was really easy you know um that community has a lot of history um as well diverse um and has a lot of youth um and uh, you know the people that are running the porch fest are excellent community members they've been doing it for a long time so we were just honored to be able to have the opportunity to to sponsor porch fest and be able to um gather with people and be able to communicate and bring community and 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 at a time where everybody needs us everybody needs each other so we wanted to be there for everybody
0: and September seventeenth is a special day for you too.
3: Yes, we're we're having an event at the Bethany Community Center. Um, it's a historic Black center, um, for, and it's, it's a track during Twin City Startup Week, which promotes um, technology um, amongst the startup community. And we really wanted to highlight young Black entrepreneurs. And in, that's particularly in this community making change. So we're doing a whole uh, segment from 8 to 5 at the Community Center discussing the futures of our communities where we have um, a variety of people from community leaders to youth shark tanks, um, youth entrepreneurs that are pitching uh, their, their businesses to win prizes and things like that, um, all the way to um, you know, um, young people in tech that are making the change.
0: And what's your biggest hope for, for the September 17th? What What would you be thrilled at the end of that day to see happen um, at sabanthony center
3: what would be thrilled for me is that the people that live around the sabanthony center um will we can still hope that there's that there's future that there's that there's resources and people that are really concerned and and invested in their community um and that they can spread those those seeds to um, their neighbors and let them know that, th- that 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 there's people out there that care about them and their children and their families
1: So I have a question just quickly. Sorry, Lori. Um, Just wanting to know, like, so given Smart North's overall work again, or vision um, around closing the digital equity divide here in the Mm -hmm. state, just help us understand how easy or difficult that message, that idea has been to land, to attract partners, to help you do this work, to to help launch Smart North, because it's an emerging nonprofit, right?
3: Yes, correct. Um, You know, it's it's it, it's had these challenges, you know. Where we're at a time right now where people don't really they're really uncertain what's the next um, what's the next move like what's the next opportunity. Um, we're in a shift in an era right now where you see that um, you know everything is becoming digitized, um, everything is becoming faster, um, and and people are not really understanding what's really happening. You know we're kind of confused. Um, the pandemic was a scary time for us. Um, but, but, but the pandemic really really speeded the process of change, right? Um, so trying to get, uh, make people understand that this is um, what we thought that was gonna happen in the future is actually happening now. So this is the time that we need to, to really step up and act and really make a change. Um, how can we have our young, um, brilliant minds become the next leaders and how can we support them? So specifically speaking to youth, we're creating a, a, a tech center community tech hub that's going to provide access to technology for people that may not have had that access. Um, we're going to have 3D printers in there, laptops, computers, even a music studio for the youth. Um, just they, they can have a space um, to, for, for them to create and think of all the creative possibilities that are out there and, and how can that better our lives in our community. So it's been a process, but people are jumping on board and especially the youth. They know what time it is and they're really involved and invested in this type of, uh, in this type of work.
1: So, how could people listening um, get involved or learn more about how they could support um, Smart North's um, mission and vision?
3: Uh, well, they can definitely go to our website, which is www.smartnorth.org. Well, we'll have a lot of information on there. Um, but one thing we want to do is, you know, if you have you know children that are very eager and learning and want to learn in this space, send them down to the Sabathini Community Center. We'll be there. Um, somebody will be there to help you. Um, but just also know that, um, you know, use technology as a way to talk to your children. Um, it's a gateway to bring them in, things like creating NFTs, um, you know, the Web3 space, all, the metaverse, all these things are attractive to you. So explore as parents, we need to explore this area um, so we're able to keep them safe in this type of environment and also use it as a way to bring them in and teach them life skills and a lot of the traditional stuff that we learned growing up.
0: And financial support, I'm sure, is always welcome. But how about also volunteer support? Are you looking for volunteers as well to support you in the work that you do?
3: Yeah, you know, in the non-private space, we're always looking for volunteers and people to help. Um, So, yeah, all the information will be on our website, www.smartnorth.org. And we look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, we're, We're doing this with the community and not for the community. So all volunteers and people that want to help are welcome.
1: And then, Tao, I don't know if you mentioned this, but what are the hours of the tech center over at Sabathany? So if you're encouraging folks to come out and for kids to show up, um, what what are those hours of operation?
3: It's roughly around 4 to 8 during the weekdays and as well as, I believe, Saturday.
0: Okay, great. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for your support of the Porch Fest. We uh, are deeply appreciative of having the support so that we can continue to have great programming and the good work that you're doing to bridge the digital divide. It's important work, and we're, we're glad and we love that we can support you in this effort.
1: Yeah. Thanks for taking the time and certainly for being a partner and supporter of this year's Porch Fest. It's truly, like I said before, it's what makes it possible. And stay- I just want to
3: thank you guys. Um, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be able to have this opportunity.
0: Oh, great. We'll, we'll do it again.
3: <laughs> we'll yes, have we you will. out again. I'm we'll sure figure out a good time. We will find another yes, way. Yes, yes. And right. keep
0: us updated on the good work that's happening in bridging no the divide.
3: And I'm sure I'll meet you there at the Porch Fest, correct?
0: Absolutely. I'm going to do All my right. best to get there, so it'll be fun.
3: Thank you, Lori. Thank
0: you, Tabitha. All right, Teo, have a great one. Take care and stay with us. Uh, we're going to be having one more wonderful segment that uh, celebrates porch fest and celebrates community, celebrates music and good food and beer. So, <laughs> what could go? What what more could anyone want? There's heaven around the corner on September seventeenth. Stay with us, and we'll we'll wrap up our show with some more fun uh, discussion. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we have been talking about the amazing porch fest that happens in Powderhorn Park. Uh, For more information on it, I'm going to let you know right away. You can go to ppna.org. And you're wondering, what does PPNA stand for? Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association and we have the executive director of (laughs) Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association who's been sharing with us and bringing guests for us to talk about this amazing opportunity for us to celebrate neighborhood, community, music, good food, artists, togetherness. Beer. Being
1: back on the block, <laughs> yes.
0: outdoor. And owning the streets. And owning right? the streets,
1: that's right. And really just reclaiming spaces that have, um, for the past several years, in different ways, have, you know, just needed to be a little bit quieter. So mm-hmm. we're so appreciative to being a part, one of the groups that's helping to enliven and bring back and animate um, mm-hmm. how we come together and how we share space and how we celebrate what it means to foster connection. So Powderhorn Porch Fest um, is celebrating its 10th anniversary again. And it, like I've said before, you know, it, it, it was born out of the vision of two other community members, Nicole Duxbury and Aaron Bloom, who worked so diligently to bring it together and to life that now the community, it's a beloved community event. Mm-hmm. But certainly it's not just for Powderhorn Park neighbors. It's open to the general public. So really, we encourage everyone who to come out and experience 14 amazing bands across the three different stages that will go from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. next Saturday, Saturday, September 17th. Um, it's going to be an amazing time. And so um, we do this in service of community, and in, serv- in service of building um, well-being in a way that is really about what happens, the magic that can happen when we see each other as a resource, when we see each other as a reason to to, to to give our best um, into community and we just encourage folks who are interested in wanting to help us to cover all of the different costs of paying our artists and Um, Having this event come to life, you can make a donation, just like Lori said, visit our website at ppna.org backslash porchfest. So P-O-R-C-H-F-E-S-T. And so it would just be really super cool if you can help us to reach our $10,000 fundraising goal, which will allow us to completely cover the cost of the event.
0: How close are we?
1: We are about a third of the way there. All right, right. So, so we have some ground to make up. So we've got
0: community. We community have- <laughs> out there that ne- right. that are going to enjoy this program, and you can do it before and after. But give give generously. Yes, to support community,
1: we would appreciate it. But it is free. Meaning, so we still even if you can't give, and you still want to come out, you still want to uh, bring together your family or a group of friends, mm-hmm. do it. You know, do it. No one gets turned away. You know, we're we're expecting this is to be about three thousand to five thousand people. We're hoping, fingers crossed, for amazing weather. But yes. rain or shine, you know, Porch Fest will go on
0: because the um, stage is stellar. The,
1: the stages are premier <laughs> stages and are covered and are also um, scarily reminiscent to people's porches. So <laughs> <laughs> At least Ergo, they're right, Ergo, they're right Ergo in front. Porch Fest, right? Airgo Porch Fest.
0: Yeah, I'm struck by the conversation we had in our last. Um, our last segment with Teo, who is with uh, Smart, North. Smart North in yeah. Bridging the Digital Divide. And one of the things he said is like, after the pandemic, things changed. They're the same, but different. And I'm struck that there's a real urge for us to come back in community. Have you seen... That you've been doing this for many years, but this one's a little different. This one's a little special in that it's going to be more of a full force of the community. You know, we've in the past have been doing hybrid events and and variety events. How how does this feel to you, and how does it feel to the community in getting ready for this one?
1: I think it just feels right. I mean, I gotta say, last year we were back. Last year we had Porch Fest, and it was a beautiful, amazing event. Uh Again, like the the turnout was awesome. The the vibe, the energy in the air was um, perfect, you know, and really what we appreciate is another opportunity to point toward the people that make community. And in and in this case, artists. Artists are really such, uh, for us in South Minneapolis and Potterhorn specifically, um, such an anchor to how we experience community together. And so we just think that it's so super cool and important that events like this, not just Porch Fest, but events that really are about bringing people together, sharing space, um, supporting local artists, supporting local nonprofits like PPNA or Smart North, mm-hmm. really understands that that's the tapestry of community. Um, amazing businesses that we will be highlighting. Again, shout out to Reverie Cafe and Bar, who's holding us down as our beer garden sponsors, and East Lake Brewery, who's providing all of the beer, and all of the other community partners who work extremely diligently and hard to make this happen and to bring this event to light. So we couldn't be more excited, um, more prepared to host thousands of, of folks from across the Twin Cities and even other parts who are listening to your show this morning.
0: And get there early to listen to Jose. Yes. We had Jose on, um, who is with the, um, who whose music is inspired by Django Reinhardt. And the Red Hot Django Peppers is their group name. <laughs> which is just perfect. And he's starting at four o'clock. So we want to do another shout out to our guest uh, earlier on the show. That uh, you can get out there for it. And then when you're there at 4 o'clock, you're going to want to stay for the whole time. Absolutely. And,
1: and go to our website, guys, and really plan your day. Because we're not doing just, I'm just going to re- just run through, like we have such an amazing lineup and I don't want to skip over anybody, but there's over 14 um, individuals or groups, bands that will be performing. And so just a lot of amazing talent. That um, we have such a a, the pleasure of highlighting and promoting and being connected to. So, go to our website, plan your day. Uh, We have amazing food vendors that will be there, and other community partners that will be tabling to talk about some of the work that they do in their in the community. So, it's going to be a great time.
0: And don't forget, financial support is always welcome, as well as volunteer support. That's right. Learn about the ways that you might be able to give back uh, after hanging out with these cool folks. There may be some chances that. Uh, Time to give back to community as well as celebrate community. And we're glad that you're here with us today celebrating community uh, and learning more about Porch Fest and getting to know Tabitha. Tabitha's just fabulous and all the wonderful guests that she always brings to our uh, Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association shows. So have a great week. See you next week or hear you next week. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye.